Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome back to Miles Away. Today we have Lori Zeno, who's actually been in TPG longer than I have. So I've been here a little over four years. When did you start with TPG, Lori? Since the beginning. The beginning. I'm an original. And now you are a senior writer. So uh, welcome to the podcast. You live in Spain. I live in Madrid. I've been there for 11 years. 11 years. Wow. So what brought you to live in Madrid, you know, the very beginning, 11 years ago? Well, I studied abroad there. That's when I met Brian. And I was living in New York and I was working and I just was so attracted to the culture and the food and the people and I just fell in love and I couldn't wait to go back. So I finally did and then I never left. Did you did you set out to move there? Or you went on vacation and you're like, oh, I'm, not, I'm never going to leave. Well, I originally went to do a master's degree, which was supposed to be a one-year program. Eleven years later, here I am. So I've been to Barcelona many times myself. At least a dozen times, I think. I've actually been to Spain, but I've only connected in Madrid. I've never actually stayed in the city. And so you're giving me some looks like it's definitely overdue. A lot of people tell me that. A lot of people say, oh, well, I've been to Barcelona. You know, it's kind of like saying I'm from the U.S. And someone says, oh, I've been to New York. And don't get me wrong. I love New York, but it's not completely representative of the entire United States. And and Barcelona is a great city, but Madrid is, is really the soul of Spain, in my opinion. Sell me on Madrid. Why do you love the city so much? Okay, well, Barcelona, for example, it's a great place. And they have some really amazing architecture and you have the beach. Madrid is doesn't have maybe all of those huge famous landmarks that you might find in Barcelona, like the Sagrada Familia, but the whole city is is like a landmark. It's so authentic. It's so Spanish. It has such a vibe and ambiance. Everyone there, the locals, they just love life. They're always out walking around, kids, you know, older people. Everyone is out all the time in the plazas, the squares. It's just, it's got such a nice energy. Is it a very walkable city? I always call it a small village, even though it's a capital city. It's also easy to get around the city center on foot. It's very doable. Where do you live in Madrid? I live in an area called Barrio Salamanca. It's known for shopping. So if you're a shopper, you want to get to Barrio Salamanca for all the big boutiques and some of the cooler small spots. How would you spend three days in the city? You know, if you're going for a long weekend, what would you say are the, you know, the must-dos, the must-eats? Where in the city would you kind of focus your efforts? Definitely check out the Retiro Park, which is kind of Madrid's version of Central Park, but quite a bit smaller. It's beautiful, lots of monuments and fountains. It's a really nice place to hang out. Be ready to walk around. It's a walkable city, so bring your gym shoes. And Malasaña, Chueca is a great neighborhood for restaurants. You can walk around in... Barrio de las Letras, they have poems on the street. It's, it's really, there's a lot of cool neighborhoods you can check out. If you love art, the city has amazing art museums. Oh, I've heard that before, yeah. They call it the Golden Triangle of art museums. They have the Prado, the Reina Sofia, and the Tizen. And all three are fantastic. So if you love art, you're in the right place. There's a lot of other smaller museums. The Soroya Museum is really impressive. It's kind of a hidden gem, I think, that a lot of other people don't know about. And eat and drink. It's one of the greatest cities in the world for food. So you can spend a whole day or two days or as long as you want just hopping from bar to bar, having tapas, having tinto de verano, which is not sangria. It's better than sangria. Do they have sangria for the tourists? Oh, they do. But (laughs) you shouldn't drink it because sangria, they kind of throw in whatever they want. Right. 
But Tinto de Verano is always the same thing. It's red wine mixed with Fanta Limon, which is like a lemon drink, or Casera, which is kind of like Sprite, but way better. What is the food like? Is it similar to Barcelona? I mean, I what may are, what be are biased. Some, of your, fav- some but... of your favorite dishes. <laughs> well, I think the best thing to do if you want to sample food is to check out some of the food markets. So everybody knows about the more touristy um, San Miguel market, but there's markets all over the city from really chic, cool ones like Platea. They have really gourmet tapas and different seafood and cheese bars and different things that you can try all sorts of food. Or you can go lowbrow to some of these more local markets and just get a slab of meat on a slab of bread, which I know doesn't sound so appetizing, but is some of the most... Well, everything's very fresh too, right? I mean, exactly. people, people are shopping for, you know, same day to, to cook at home. They're going to the market every day to buy ingredients. Everyone, if, if you're low carb, it's, it's not a city for you. Everyone loves bread there, but everyone's thin. So it's, whatever they're doing is working, you yeah. know. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of walking. Oh, tons. Yeah. <laughs> but you should definitely try uh, one of the most famous kind of quick dishes in Madrid is the Bocadilla de Calamares. It's like a seafood sandwich, I guess, with fried calamari on a baguette. I mean, so it's obviously you're, you're eating late, <laughs> and so you're probably getting started pretty late, too. I've had dinners last till 2 a.m., and that's perfect because that's when all the clubs open. But, you know, it's funny. Everyone goes out for a drink after dinner. It's called getting a copa. You get a drink after dinner. Everybody does it. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Everyone goes out for a drink after dinner. It's just what you do. So a lot of bars are open till 3 or 4 a.m. Clubs open 2, 3 a.m. I mean, they open a little bit earlier, but no one actually goes until later. So if you're ready to party, Madrid is your city. Oh, man. Well, I have to stay on East Coast time, but then I can do it, I think. Exactly. <laughs> and rooftop bars. You should plan to go to a rooftop bar. They have a lot of new ones in Madrid. A lot of them are on hotels. So the best one in the city for really the most amazing views is on top of the Circulo de Bellas Artes. It's like an art center. And it costs, I believe, four euros to go up, and the views are incredible. It's really worth the money that it costs to go up. And another one, I, I really like the views from the Hyatt-centric rooftop. It's a good one. Or the Deer Hotel has a great rooftop. You were saying very on brand. I appreciate that. Right? I'm like, <laughs> I knew you would want to hear about the Hyatt one. <laughs> Speaking of money, though, is, is Madrid an expensive city? Do you have to you know, budget quite a bit for your meals and drinks, or is it, is it all pretty affordable? I... I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think it's one of the cheapest European capitals, at least Western European capitals. Possibly Lisbon can compete with Lisbon, but it's incredibly cheap, especially you guys are here in New York. Yeah, you can probably have a full dinner, drink pairings, and then go out and still spend less than just a, you know, a dry meal in New York. Typically, for dinner out, I won't spend more than 25 or 30 euros, drinks included. That's like an average, you know, but... You don't have to spend a lot to have a really nice dinner in Madrid. And lunch menus, go for the menu del día. It's the daily lunch menus. You'll see them on chalkboards outside. So they typically include your choice of, they'll give you maybe four appetizers and you pick one, a couple main courses and you pick one. It'll also include dessert or coffee and a drink, which can be wine, beer, water, whatever you want. But they're usually anywhere from... 10 to 15 euros but that's what you pay for a glass of wine in new york on its own so easily i know you were you are a super madrid buff which i appreciate i'm I'm very biased you're you're gonna have to show me around when i come but say you have more than three days and you want to see a little bit more of spain you know are there are there a lot of day trip options can you still stay in madrid and explore you know some of the country oh absolutely um there's segovia's nearby they have a really famous roman aqueduct they have a castle that looks like the cinderella castle at disney world a beautiful cathedral. There's also Toledo, which is known for art, and it's kind of hilly and cobblestone streets. You've got Avila, which is a medieval walled city. 
There's tons of places you can pop over. And do you need a rental car? Or can you take trains pretty easily uh, to get around? You can take trains everywhere. You've got buses. Trains are, are good. You can always rent a car, but I think it's kind of scary sometimes to drive in Europe. It's pretty clear why you have not come back. <laughs> so we need to take a, a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we are going to dig into points and miles options for your trip to Madrid. I've actually connected in Madrid quite a few times, uh, even though I've never been to the city because it's the hub for Iberia, right? Right. Have you been to all terminals or I've just been to the One World the Terminal? the new terminal, which was new when I went in college, so it's probably not very new anymore. Yeah, that was a while ago. It was very impressive. <laughs> it was it was impressive at the time. It was definitely the, the nicest terminal that I had been through. And a huge, huge terminal. I remember walking, endless walking on arrival and then getting to my gate when I was leaving, too. So... Which terminal is that? Well, right. So Terminal 4 is the newish terminal that you mentioned, and it actually has two parts. There's the satellite terminal, and then you have the regular part, and there's a little train that takes you between the two. So that's the One World terminal. And then the other three terminals, Terminals 1 through 3, are in another area about 10 minutes away by bus or car from Terminal 4. So if you're, say, flying into Madrid on Iberia, and then you're connecting to, say, Ryanair or Air Europa or Air France or something like that, you're going to have to take the bus... I mean, guess you could get a taxi, but there is a bus that goes to all the terminals to get to the other three, and then you can walk between those. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was definitely, I was connecting to, I think it was another Iberia flight on both of my trips through through Madrid, so it was very easy to do. So maybe not the, the best hub to pick if you're connecting you know, to another airline. Why would you just skip Madrid? You yeah, should you stay st- in yeah, Madrid exactly, for a exactly. few you're days and then take your Ryanair flight out to, you know, Bologna or... Since you're buying multiple tickets anyway, you might as well, you know, pop in a stop over there. Yeah, and, and Madrid is, like I said, it's a cheap city. It's really easy to get to the city center from the airport. Can you take a train just just from the, from There's the airport? There's so many ways. You can take the metro. It's about 45 minutes, I mean, depending on where you want to go. There's airport buses that leave from different places around the city. One's 24 hours. Um, you can take the train system, which is different from the metro. It's only about 20 to 30 euros in an Uber, and it's a flat fixed rate from the airport to anywhere in the city center for 30 euros in a taxi. And it's only about 20 minutes, maybe less if there's no traffic. So it's really just easy. You fly the low-cost carriers as well, but I see you on Iberia quite a bit. Every time you come to the States, are you flying Iberia? Not always. I I do One World, so sometimes American. But you actually have a ton of, of different choices from the U.S. United flies there. Delta, American, and then obviously Iberia. And then if you want to change, you have Norwegian. You have a ton of different carriers if you want to be changing around Europe. Mm-hmm. It's very, very well-connected city. It's very easy to get there. And Iberia actually has some very good redemption rates, if I recall, especially if you're going off-peak. They do. And they're flying their new A350 now from Chicago, which is exciting. Oh, nice. Brand okay. new have you aircraft. Have you been on board yet? I have. I've reviewed business class. I've reviewed premium economy. And JT Genter has reviewed... Economy. Okay, so I, I think, think I have got the better end. Of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's, laughs> I think I got the better end. I would of the say. Dealer. So how, how's the new biz? It's nice. It's you know Iberia. They're not my favorite airline, but it's the most convenient, really, if you're living in Spain. Mm-hmm. And they do have some great redemption rates, as you mentioned. You can get there off peak for thirty four thousand avios one way from Chicago. And that's business. In class, business, right? yes, okay. business class, yeah, which but, is really a great redemption if you consider. That's a long flight. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, especially coming if you're on the uh, the westbound leg. I mean, it's seven and a half, eight hours. More. I mean, it was. It's. It's almost nine. I think mm-hmm. sometimes if the the winds are strong and you're That's flying an, against enough time to really enjoy it. Right. For thirty four thousand avios, not bad. Well, and the interesting thing about Iberia's off peak calendar, which you can find online, 
is that it's really different maybe from the peak times for, say, American. They're working with Spanish time. So July and August are when most Spanish people go on vacation. And so those are all peak times. But there's a lot of holidays in the U.S. that you might be able to, to get off peak, like around Thanksgiving. Most of October, second half of September is considered off peak. A lot of November around Thanksgiving, too. So you have a lot of options to get those off peak and that, that calendar is built more around people leaving Spain than coming to visit. Exactly. So it really benefits a U.S. traveler that has different times when school lets out. What I really love that I can transfer my Chase and my Amex points to Iberia as well, which makes it really easy to get a bank going there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the hotels. I know that you live in Madrid, so you're probably not staying at the hotels. But when friends come to visit, what recommendations do you, you, know, do you have for them? Madrid is having a moment with hotels right now, actually. If you want to use your points, you're in luck. There are so, so many points properties in the city, around the city, outside of the city that you can stay in. One of the most popular ones is the Westin Palace. It's a Bonvoy. That's 50K per night for a redemption, and they just renovated it. And we have a review out on the site if you want to check it out. Another Bonvoy option is the Santo Mauro. Another, another what option? Bonvoy. <laughs> <laughs> or we could say it in a Spanish accent. It would be like Bonvoy, since we are talking about Spain. So... Um, the Santo Maro, it's an autograph collection property. It's also 50K points. We have a review up if you want to check it out. It is in an old palace, and it's a really beautiful property. It's just very exquisite. Is the Weston Palace in, in an old palace as well? I believe so, actually. So two palace bonvoy a lot of A lot of buildings in Spain are... Our old palaces, right. actually. So a lot of hotels. There's a lot, actually, that are, that are in old palace buildings. But how, how would you say World of Hyatt in Spanish? El mundo de Hyatt. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> that sounds Hyatt, better. I don't, yes, yeah, it's, but it's, if you if you have your world of Hyatt points, you have a, a couple other. Right. Options so there too. is the Hyatt centric, which I love. The rooftop. It's only twenty thousand points per night. The Hyatt centric properties are focused on kind of getting into the local vibe. So they have big fans, like Spanish fans that used to cool off. Oh. Well, that's another way to beat the heat. You have to have one of those handheld wooden Spanish fans. You just carry it around with you and just and fan yourself. Yeah, or fan all the your time, fans? especially on the subway. You'll see like lots of people doing that or sometimes to block the sun you like hold it in oh. front of your face while you walk if you want to look very spanish you yeah. can do that and the aloft i mentioned just opened a new hotel there it's 25k bonvoy 25k i'm, I'm bonvoy. changing the way all i right. say it though i'm like just going through all sorts of pronunciations with and, it. and then uh come next year we're gonna have a, a few more bon, bonvoy options oh right so <laughs> like when i said madrid was having a moment with hotels i was it's real the w madrid is opening in 2020 there's a brand new Four Seasons that they, it has been under construction forever. It's going to be open in 2020, and it looks really stunning. I cannot wait to check it out. I'm right, maybe to do I'll a wait till 2020, or I'll come. In, I'll come this year, and then I'll, I'll I'll visit again in 2020. We'll check out some hotels. Well, you're enough to come a few times because the Ritz Carlton renovation will be complete also. So you're enough to check that out. You had mentioned hostels, but it sounds like they're pretty nice, right? Yeah, I mean, Madrid has a little bit of everything, and it's an affordable city. So if you're going there and you don't have points or you want to save them for a redemption that you feel is a better one, you can usually get a cool boutique hotel or a boutique hostel for a decent price. An Airbnb? Are there a lot of Airbnb Oh, lots options? of Airbnbs. Although the city is starting to regulate them a little bit, oh, you can okay. still find a lot. And I find that the Malia brands, it's a Spanish brand, they have some hip properties around the city the roommate hotels are kind of cool so you're not going to be stuck if you, you don't are you paired have with points. a stranger at the roommate hotel <laughs> <laughs> no they don't come with the roommate i guess you you can bring your own you know <laughs> or not <laughs> well i i'm very excited for my trip thank you so much uh, for joining us here in new york glory 
How can people follow along with your adventures on social media? I'm on Instagram at Lori underscore Zeno. All right. Well, safe travels. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Adios. Adios. That's it for this episode of Miles Away. Thanks again to Lori Zeno. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig. This episode was produced by Margaret Kelly and Caroline Chagrin. Our music is by Alex Schiff. If you've been enjoying Miles Away so far, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.